We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 298 on the Blue Wire Network. I am Euros Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, here. Boys, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. The weather's nice outside. It's been a good day. Malcolm, how are you, bro? Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, I am back. It was really good to be back, man. I haven't, I haven't been on for a minute. Wait, what the hell's going on with my lighting right now? Shit, I look like a lot character right now. Well, um, thankfully they can't see you. And this there, is there, oh, you there you go. There you go. Well, much better. Yo, whoa, whoa. <laughs> for for the listeners, I'm not sure if you play video games, but do you know like when you are playing a video game and you see that lock character and it's like all black? That's what I look like. That's what I look like. A bit of, that's what I look like a minute ago. I I ain't like that too much. I just had to turn on some lights. Let's go. Man. Yeah, it looked much better. All right, let's go, man. Well, we got a jam packed episode. Um, we got we got some breaking news. You know, the Lions made some moves in the last couple of days, signed a new player or traded for a new player and released a new player. And then we're also going to have a special Lions trivia game show that I'm going to have Pierre and Malcolm go head to head later on in the show. So you guys could stay tuned for that. But first, before we do all that, let's talk about the news the Lions have been making right so the lions have traded for a player and his name is denzel mims and if that name sounds familiar uh, it's a guy we talked a lot about in the 2020 draft process he was a former second round pick the detroit lions traded a conditional sixth round pick to the new york jets and received denzel mims and a seventh round pick in return in this deal um, I'm going to go to Pierre here first because I know he was a big Denzel Mims fan. We were very, you know, we, we really like Denzel Mims, both of us coming out of the draft from Baylor. Hasn't done much in the league so far. Lions acquired him in this trade. How are you feeling right now about that? 
Yeah, just when you look at it first, I think about depth. You know how we lost Quintus Cephas uh, to all that suspension stuff, gambling, whatever. He had to get released. Um, the depth was kind of shaky. Like after the top four or five guys, it's kind of like, and eh, someone gets hurt, we're kind of fucked, right, at receiver. But now you add Denzel Mims. And Denzel Mims, I don't think he's a star. He's going to come here and light, like, light it up. But I do think he he's fast, 4'3 speed. He's big, 6'3. Um, he's an athletic freak. I believe he scored a rest in the nines or something like that. Um, so he's really athletic. He's physical. One thing about him, too, is keep an eye on special teams. He's fast. He's physical. Maybe he has a gunner, right? He, he could play some snaps at gunner, maybe. Um, if you need a deep threat while J-Mo's out, this guy is legit speed. You can run him on a nine route or maybe use it on a screen or just get creative with his speed, but he's not a guy who's a good route runner. He doesn't necessarily separate. He's kind of like a guy where, like, he's like a situational player, he's like a wide receiver five or six, play on special teams. Um, but you never know, man. Maybe Ben Johnson could tap that potential out of and make him better, like a wide receiver three or four. But right now, I just don't see him as, like, a guy who's going to come in and light it up. I think he's going to be here. He's going to play well when when asked. You know, kind of like how Marvin uh, – what was that dude's Marvin name? Hall. Damn it. Um, Marvin, Marvin Hall. You know, maybe something like that when you need like a deep shot or something or you need something to happen, bring him in and see what he could do. Yeah. I mean, when you look at this move, it is very, I'd say, low risk and high reward. And I would even say I'm a little higher on Denzel Mims than you are. I think you put him in that wide receiver five, wide receiver six, which – you know that that's what he's been so far. I'm not going to debate and say he's shown us more than he could that he could do more than that. But I think it's fair to account that the Jets and Zenzel Mims has been drafted been a complete mess on offense and they've been a complete mess on offense for years and years and years before Denzel Mims has even gotten there, right? But since Denzel Mims has been drafted in 2020, he had whatever the corpse of Sam Donald was left over there. And then he had two years of Zach Wilson, which we, we've seen how that has, has gone in New York. And no offense to you guys, because I know you guys like Zach Wilson coming out. Whatever. This is a different story on a different day. But, um, you know, I, I think a fresh start could really benefit this guy. Like, he's still only 25 years old. Like you mentioned, 6'3", big physical guy, has that 4'3 speed coming out. I'm not telling you he's going to be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, but like, could I see him being a wide receiver three, maybe a low end two, like at the very best? Like, I, I don't think that's very crazy to say, especially with the Lions depth chart right now at wide receiver with Jamison Williams being suspended. They need a depth at the wide receiver position. They're getting a young guy with the change of scenery that I think still has a lot of untapped potential. And even if this doesn't work, who gives a damn? You traded a conditional six-round pick. You're, you're not really risking anything by acquiring Denzel Mims. And th- th- this just doesn't hurt at all by by taking a flyer and seeing what he could do for your football team. Yeah, Tyler. And those conditions, by the way, are if he doesn't make the team, Detroit gets back their sixth-round pick. The Jets get back their seventh. Those are the conditions. So, like, if he makes a 53-man roster, Detroit gets up a sixth. They acquire a seventh. But if he doesn't, it basically, like, Everyone gets their picks back, and Denzel Mims is back on the market. Yeah, but like overall, I, I like what they what they got here. I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with this type of player. Like I said, 
there's was some needed depth there for sure. With James Williams being suspended, yeah. I think the only lock right now to be a starter in that receiving core was Amon Ross St. Brown. I think everything else was kind of up for grabs. Like you could see a Josh Allen stepping in there. You could see a Marvin Jones being a starter. You can now see a Denzel Williams potentially being a starter. Kali Freeman. Freeman's in that conversation. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't yeah. like a, a guaranteed starter outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion. Now you get another guy who's going to be in the mix in this, you know, in, in this wide receiver room. So I, I, I like it overall of acquiring a guy like Denzel Mims. Yeah, me too. Malcolm, what do you think? I, I love it, man. I, I love the move, man. I, and I told you guys earlier, when we made that move for Marvin Marvin Jones, I wasn't really too thrilled with the move. I mean, I, I like that Marvin Jones is back. He's a cool guy. I think he'll be productive. But when you lose a guy like DJ Shark and you're like, all right, who can stretch the field? Like, who, who could be that other guy, that big body to stretch the field? And then you're looking at, all right, Marvin Jones, uh, not so much. You know, you're not looking at that too much. But Denzel Mills, I think Denzel Mills can stretch the field. I think he has the ability to do that. He makes him with Ben Johnson and what Ben Johnson can do as an offensive coordinator. I think they're going to get the best out of this guy. And I can kind of see it both ways. You know, I think the expectation shouldn't be high. It should be like, all right, we got him for a six-round pick. It is what it is. You know, whatever happens, happens. But like Tyler was saying, like his his, his ceiling is high. He, he could – I wouldn't be shocked, uh, not a bit, if he does thrive in Detroit and has a second coming, like his second – have a second career here. Well, being like a career because I don't think he did much in New York, but just have a career in, in Detroit. I wouldn't be shocked if they got that out of him. Um, so I love the move. I mean, like, like Tyler said, man, low risk, high reward, man. So – you got a guy that can stretch the field, big guy. Because we ran a what four three eight. Shit, yeah. shit, six three, big body man. I love it. Let's see what he could do, man. No, I'm with you there. Like, I think he has potential, but I just don't want to like put crazy expectations. No, like, I don't know. You no, should. Yeah, shouldn't. So. Should. No, no, nobody yeah, should yeah. because you got to think about it. At the end of the day, guys, we traded a six round pick. That's it. <laughs> Conditional six round pick. So and you got back a seven. And we got back a seven. So we got him basically for free. Exactly. So it's, yeah, this is. There, there, there shouldn't be any expectation, but if, yeah. it did, if it does work, man, this is one. This, this move could be one of those moves that we look back and be like, "Damn, how the hell we got him for a six round pick?" Yeah, de- definitely. And like, I think you you hit it right in the nail. Was like with working with Ben Johnson. I think that's the very key part here. Like, yeah, look at some of the Jets things that's going on so far. Like Elijah Moore, same thing. He was sick of it. He got he he requested trade. Now you see Denzel Mims. He wanted out as well. He wants to change the scenery. I, like, I, I think it's fair to put blame on the Jets here and they were not getting the best out of their guys personally and I think the writing was on the wall once they acquired Rodgers and they brought in all his friends you know they brought in Randall Cobb this offseason they brought in Alan Lazard from the Packers they, they went out and signed McCall Hardman from the Chiefs there just wasn't really much room for a guy like Denzel Mims now here in Detroit he has an opportunity to compete and is it fair to say he can compete for a starting spot week one? Like, I think that's a fair expectation just because of how the room is without Jamison Williams. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, Denzel Mims, Kali Freeman. Like, he is in the mix, in my opinion, with those guys. And Antoine, Antoine Green, uh, yeah, from, Johnson. Uh, from Sorry, UNC, Green, yeah. yeah. He could be in that mix as well, yeah. right? I'm not saying he's going to win it, but, like, he now gets, a, I think, a a better opportunity of potentially being a starter than he would have with the Jets. I, I think he has no shots of being a starter with the Jets. I think when you look at every like like you said, I think Amon Ra is the only safe starter. Like the other guys are solid, yes. but I wouldn't classify them as necessarily starters right now. Um, once they get, I mean, you look at all their contracts; they're all similar contracts. Yep. They're all like about like two to four million a year or something like that. So 
it's not like crazy money. It's all like wide receiver two, wide receiver three, four money. So it's wide open. And may the best man win, whether it's Mims, if it's Johnson, if it's Raymond, if it's Reynolds, whoever wins, wins. Yeah, he really got to come here and work his ass off because the, the other guys, they're ahead of him in the playbook. I agree. Yes. You know, look look yeah. at Josh Reynolds. He's ahead of him in the playbook because he knows the playbook more. Um, Khalif Raymond, also another guy who's ahead of him in the playbook. Um, and yeah. He's, he's got to come here and work his ass off, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, like we said, change of scenery could hopefully help this guy. Only 25 years old, like I mentioned. And like I said, there's just not much risk attached to it, if any, because even if this doesn't work out, it's a one-year deal, so he's here for the year and whatever. And if he doesn't make the 53-man roster, like Peter mentioned earlier, you get that six-round pick back. If you're really – who hollering about that six-round pick? If you really care that much. What? But hey, what if, James Houston and Rodrigo were six-round picks. Yeah. But what if it works out, man? How exciting would that be? That would be so dope. And, and he is, lights it up, and you have him on one side, and you have Jim on the other side, and you have – And then you have, have uh, Gibbs – Blanking yeah. out and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my Gibbs god! All over the place, and you have your tight end. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> he has <laughs> so potential. I, uh, man, you know I love speed. Speed kills, man. So I mean, we'll see, speaking man. of speed, Malcolm, me and you drink the Bob Quinn era. We were like always begging for speed. Now we got Gibbs. We got yeah, Jamo. We got speed all over. We got uh, Laporta's like a pretty athletic tight end. We got uh, Mims. I mean, we got like the fat. We got a track. Like track, track stars, yeah, bro. Track me, yeah, track me. Let's go, man. I'm ready. Yeah, I love it's it. Exciting. Um, I saw. I think the only team that would beat us in a track me is Miami, though. Miami. I think we're pretty so fast. I saw this. Uh, shout out to Lions Aaron for on Twitter. He posted uh, just like, like our speedster guys right now, like in their their forty times. So James Williams four two five unofficial, Jameer Gibbs four three six, Denzel Mims four three eight, Kelly Freeman four three four. So there you go. You, you want some speed? You got some speed on that offense now. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about, man. All right. Let's talk about the other news that happened within the last couple of days. If it happened today is the day of recording, but whenever you guys are listening, it happened in the last couple of days. Lions release kicker Michael Badgley. He was the kicker for the second half of the season last year for this football team, and they re-signed him in the offseason, early on in the offseason, and he didn't make the team, or you know, he didn't even make it to training camp, and they're deciding to have a competition now between – Riley Patterson, who they traded for about a month and a half ago, and they brought in John Parker Romo from the XFL. So I'll start off with you, Peter, again. What's your thoughts on releasing the Money Badger? Um, before that, too, they also placed Derek Deese Jr. on uh, IR, Hendon, I'm not, I'm sorry, on NFI, Hendon Hooker, and uh, defensive lineman Zach Morton. Those guys um, could come back after four weeks. They could, like, come back. They're not all, like, once the season starts around NFI, you have to be, I think, six weeks, or is it eight? I forgot, but... Um, they could come back at four weeks, but it looks like Hendon Hooker is probably a redshirt year. The other guys, we'll see. Michael Badgley, man, um, I wasn't really a fan of his. You guys knew that last year. <laughs> I don't really like him that much. Honestly, I'm so concerned about the kickers. Um, Riley Patterson doesn't have the strongest leg. He's okay. And then John Parker Romo came from the XFL. He has a big leg, but he's not as accurate. I'm honestly concerned about kicker, but we'll see what happens. May the best man win. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I think me and Peter mentioned this uh, a couple of episodes ago. Or you probably just couldn't carry. You're not going to carry three kickers going to training camp. Like, that was very unrealistic of carrying three kickers going to training camp. So yeah. there had to be an odd man now. And maybe it's a little surprised to some people that they already chose the money badge to be the first one to be out of the three. But it's kind of like Peter said. I mean, Michael Badgley. 
he's fine. Like he's not a bad kicker by any means, but like he's not special. Like he's not going to be a guy who's going to consistently make fifty plus yarders. Like he, he he'll do what he has to do inside the forty. Like that, that that's Michael Badgley, and I, I think as of right now. That, that we still have that same issue. Like I don't know if I'm confident any of our guys to to kick 50 plus yarders if we need to do them to do it. Now, like you mentioned, John Parker Romo from the XFL. There's some intrigue there because um, in the XFL he was 17 from 19, was two from three from 50 plus yards, and actually holds the XFL record for the longest field goal for 57 yards. So that there's some intrigue there that maybe this could be something. Now. We haven't seen a lick from John Parker Romo. I have to see a, at least one preseason game before I buy any stock in the John Parker Romo. Riley Patterson kind of gives me a very similar vibes to Michael Badgley, like a guy who's fine. He, he's good. You know, he's good from inside the 40. But once you start asking for 50 plus, it gets a little shaky for him. So I, I agree with Pierre. Ultimately, I think kicker is still a bit concerning. And, you know, it's been a concerning position for this team since they have you know, not re-sign Matt Prater. It's been kind of a revolving door at that kicking position. And we haven't figured out who the long-term kicker is yet. Now, these guys, Riley Patterson, John Park Romo, they're going to have this camp, this preseason, an opportunity to prove themselves that they could be that guy. But um, as of right now, what is it? July, July 20th. I'm not confident either one right now that I'm saying they're going to be, you know, good kickers for my football team. So, um, Michael Badgley being the odd man out, I'm okay with it, honestly, because like I said, I've, we've seen what we need to see from my thing from Michael Badgley. And um, I, I'm intrigued to see what these other two could do, especially John Parker Roma, just especially getting an opportunity from the XFL. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I'm just a little bit shocked. And the only reason why I'm shocked is because um, they actually brought him back. They, they re-signed him in free agency. And to have him cut so early in the process is – it's a little wild to me, especially when the competition is so shaky. I mean, they must have seen something from one of these guys that they're like, all right, this guy is – they probably already have an idea who their kicker is going to be going into the season. Um, If they're going to make this type of move so early, right? I think, you know, Michael Badgley is probably the last one to be cut first. I thought he would have been either um, Patterson or even, um, you know, Parker from you know, the XFL. I thought it was going to be one of those guys, but – I'm shocked that was, was Michael Badgley. And now he had a roller coaster season last year. Last year, I mean, we had I mean, we had some games where we were like, oh yeah, we fought our kicker. They were like, oh no, we need another kicker. They were like, oh wow, we fought our kicker. They were like, oh wait, we need to find another kicker. So he had a roller coaster season last year. He wasn't great. He was okay. Um, we know his his flaws. Um, don't kick him at over fifty. <laughs> but um He's cut. I mean, I don't think we got to worry about that no more. But yeah, I was a little shocked. The only reason why I was shocked is because they, they brought him back in, in free agency. I will say one thing, though. Two beat writers noted it. I believe Jeff Risden and um, Jeremy Reisman. So he's a best set veteran. He doesn't go on waivers versus if they released Riley Patterson and John Park Roma, they'd be subject to waivers. So they're saying maybe potentially he could come back. We'll see. But I mean, I don't. I don't really see it, to be honest. Yeah, why, why would he go back? Why, why, well, why would they like, break? maybe it was like a procedural move, kind of. Could be. I, I, we'll but, see. I, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, if these guys struggle, then you could bring back Badgley. We know we got at him. If he's still available, obviously, you know, there's an opportunity that he could be signed by a different team, obviously. But 
I don't know. I'm intrigued to see this John Parker Roma. I don't know. I, I've seen some hype there. I've seen the beat writers and Dern OTAs bring some hype there. I want to see with my own two eyes, though, before I get too excited. But I, I think there could be something there with that John Parker Roma. I think he's got a like. And the thing is with Badgley, too, his contract was one year's $1.23 million, Only three fifty was guaranteed. 350000 So... I mean, he got a cool 350K. Yeah. I mean, for kicking OTAs, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, overall, like I said, there had to be an odd man out. Maybe it's a shock that it's Michael Badgley this early on, but it is what it is, in my opinion. I think all three were kind of in the same category. You kind of just want to see who was going to steal the show in camp. Um, and there was going to be one guy that didn't even get the opportunity. So they saw what they had to see in OTAs. Obviously, we didn't have the opportunity of seeing that. But they decided that Michael Badger was going to be that man now. So, again, it is what right. it is. See what these other two can do, and we'll, we'll make a decision when we have to do those 53-man roster predictions, right? Yeah, those are going to be they fun. They will be this because there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition. Now you know it's from 90 to 53 now. There's no, like, Yeah, there's no, like, seven, um, oh, yeah. there's no, damn, they're going to cut, like, 40 people at once? Yeah, I'm sure like they might cut some people a little in advance just to like give them a chance to see what's out there. But I think for the most part, yeah, bro, it's gonna go like ninety to fifty-three. So it goes ninety to fifty-three. Damn, I don't know if there's a process like does it go like ninety to like seventy-five? It's go like eighty-five to eighty, and then you know, seventy-five then to fifty-three. Shit. All right, let's take a quick break, and then like I promised early on, we're gonna play this little Lions trivia game show between Malcolm and Pierre. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So stay tuned for that. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. So, like I promised, we're doing this little Lions trivia game show. And to, to sum it up, if you ever watched any game shows, I'd say the most similar to is probably Family Feud. Uh, but we made it our own Lions-based ones. And if you guys remember from a couple of years ago, if you've been listening, we, we did our own Lions Feud show between some of our, our listeners and followers on social media, right? This one is going to be between Malcolm and Peter, and the format is a little bit different. So there's going to be five answers on the board. There's obviously going to be number one answer, number two answer, number three answer, number four, number five answer. If you get the number one answer, that answer is worth up to five points. If you get the number two answer, it's worth up to four points. If you get the number three answer, it's worth up to three points. If you get the number four answer, it's worth up to two. If you get the number five answer, it's worth up to one point. There's going to be three rounds all together. And whoever has the most points at the end of this is going to win. So, do you guys understand the rules? Any questions, concerns? Uh, my concerns are for Malcolm. He might get beat really wow. bad, but it's all good. Man. Um. <laughs> uh, shit. All right, Malcolm. Call it uh, heads or tails, and that's what we'll decide who goes first. I like heads. All right, Siri, flip a coin. Tails never fails. She did not understand me. Siri, flip a coin. It's heads. Okay, Malcolm, you are first on the board. Okay, so the, Wait, do, do I go first or do I get a chance to default or if I want? You're gonna want to go first. It's it's, it's okay. you're gonna want to go first. Okay, so okay. the question right, is, who has the most followers on the current Detroit Lions roster? The most followers on the Detroit Lions roster mm-hmm. current. Current. Yeah, so no former players. No former players. I'm going to go with quarterback Jared Goff. Jared Goff is the number one answer. So that is five points for you, Malcolm. Pierre, you're up. Who's like the second most? Yeah, that's what you're shooting for. I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson's number four on this list. So, okay. <laughs> Malcolm, back on the board. All right, let's go with Amaran C. Brown. He is the number three answer. And I didn't mention this. You guys got three strikes. So as of right now, you guys are both clean. So um, three strikes. All right. So all right. Malcolm's got the number one answer and the number three answer. Pierre's got the number four answer. There's still two left on the board. Pierre. Let's go with Jameson, Jameson Williams. Williams. is the number two answer of the most followers. Malcolm, you could clean it up right here. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Uh let's go with Um Penisul. Strike one. Here. Alright. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess this. I'm gonna go with Cam Sutton because he got the Steelers and the Lions. Strike, strike one for Pierre. Now back on the board to this you. Is hard, bro. 
Oh, this is I got this one. This is CJ Gardner Johnson. There you go. Bingo. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that one. Bingo. I was thinking of the free agents. I forgot about CJ. Yeah. All right. So after round one, let's see how good my, my math is. So Malcolm got five points, and then he got three. So that's eight. And then he got that one. So he got nine points. Malcolm's got nine. Pierre's got four plus two. He's got six points. So the score is currently nine to six. Malcolm. All right. It's going to round two. Here, you're going to start off this round because Malcolm started the last round. All right. Longest current tenured lion. Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker is the number one answer. All right. Malcolm. Um, Graham Grasco. He, well, he, okay. I don't know if that makes – if, he, if he left, it doesn't count. So it, it, oh, it, shit. Okay. So yeah. strike one. Okay. All right. Uh, Frank Ragnall. Frank Ragnall is the number two answer. Malcolm, back to you. All right. Oh, shit. Um, I'm trying to think right now. Let's go with uh, Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker is the number three answer. Okay. Pierre, back to you. Um, We're going to go with... Hang on, I'm trying to think here for a second. Um, we need a uh, Will Harris. That's the number five answer. So number four still on the board. All right, Malcolm, you can get this one. You need this. Ah uh, shit! Can I get this? You know my memory ain't good. Ah <laughs> uh, shit! Um, let's go with. Oh my goodness. Um shit. Nobody in wide receiver room. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's go with Matt Nelson. That is incorrect. Strike two. Pierre, could you get yeah, this? Is Matt Nelson even on the team still? He is. <laughs> okay. He is, he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to take a major. No, no, he's one. still on the right, team, but no, not the longest tenured lion. All right, let's go. Let's go with Jack Fox. That is incorrect. Strike one for Pierre. Shit. Oh, fuck, this is hard. Defense. Oh. Think defense. The linebackers. Who's our linebackers? Um, oh, I know it. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I just thought of it. <laughs> ah, shit. I don't know. Um, Five. Oh, um, shit. Three. And Griffey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I say baseball player. It's a baseball player. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it Anthony Pittman? No. You, okay. You get oh, shit, strike you two. Okay. Me. You got one more. You got one more answer, Pierre. Malcolm got three strikes already. That after Ken Griffey Jr. That was ridiculous. Pierre, you got one more guess. Um. Wait. How did he get two? How did he get two guesses? He had one strike. He had three strikes. He had one strike. Oh, now he has two. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um. Hang on. It's not Andy. It's not Andy Shit, What the fuck is it? It's not the O line. It's not the D line. Five, four. Uh, hold on, hold on. Jerry Jacobs? I don't know. It's wrong. Incorrect. That's who is it? Romeo Quara has been on the team for sixty oh, years. Fuck, man. Injured mother. That's why we can't think of his ass. He's never on the field. Yeah, I couldn't think of him. Damn it. All right, it's all, all right. So updated score. So Pierre got. Five, four, you got... I know I'm going ro- to get roasted for that Ken Griffey That Jr. was shit, awful. Bro. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was awful. 
<laughs> I just had Jerry Jacobs say it. You know, you know what it was? is because I was looking at, my, I have some, I have the shoes. So I was looking at the shoes. So was, that's, a, that's the first thing I can think there, of. There's no justifying that, honestly. <laughs> there's no justifying that. All right. So after round, after round two, Malcolm's at 12 points and Pierre's at 16 points. So. Shit, he can't make that quick. Yeah. Uh, all right, this, this is the final round right here. Final round right here. This is round three. This, this is for all the marbles. All right. Malcolm, you're going to start off this one. So. Okay, let's go. There's going to be no repeats in this. So. What do you mean no repeats? You're going to hear the question. There's going to be no repeats, though. Okay. No repeat players. Most receiving touchdowns by Detroit Lions in a single season from 1980 to 2022. You just got to tell me the player. You don't have to tell me how many he had or what year it was. You just got to tell me the player. Was it who had the most touchdowns in the season? Yeah. For the Lions? For the Lions. Okay. Let's start with Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson's the number one answer. Okay. Is this like receiving? Receiving. Yep. Just receiving. Uh, let's go with um, Marvin Jones. He is the number, number four two. answer. Fuck. Malcolm, back on the board. And he said um, since 1980? 1980 to 2022. Okay. Why am I blinking out names right now? Let's go to um, um, Will Williams. He, that's a strike. That's a strike? strike. Oh, what the fuck? Here on the board. Um, okay, I'm going to go with like a Lions Hall of Fame wide receiver, Herman Moore. Did you hear me? Herman Moore? Oh, you said Herman Moore? Yes, he is the number two answer on I the I can't think of his name. Yes, uh, 1995. He had 14 touchdowns yeah. that year. So, uh, all right, all right. Uh, Malcolm, board is back to you. There's two more answers left on the board. And you have one strike on you. Golden Tate? Golden Tate did not make this list. I was kind of surprised by this. He's, he's not on this list at all. So, that's another strike. <laughs> All right, I was just thinking of like touchdown machine. I'm gonna go with a guy like Joe Fourier. Is he on no, the list? He is not he, on he, he, the he list. No. So <laughs> as a strike one for Pierre. Malcolm, back here. I was just thinking. I mean, I, that was a bad one. Trying to think right now, but the team touchdowns. Shit. Calvin Johnson did it so many times. He you did do it so many times. He did do it so many times. Shit. Um, Let me go. And you already said Marvin. You already said Marvin, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones said, yes. All right, let's go to uh, Marvin St. Brown. He is not. Uh, uh, nope. There was a whole other team and touchdowns when he was here. Well, you got to remember, like, this is just, like, the number of touchdowns. Like, he has to be all-time, not just, like, in the Oh, I'm tripping. So, I, I, got, the que- I got the question all fucked up. That's why I- – oh, fuck. Never mind. So, that's three strikes, Malcolm. So – Yeah. I got the question. Yeah, I'm thinking of – I thought you, the question was who led the Lions in no, touchdowns. No, it's not lead the Lions. It's just, like, like just the most in the season. The most in – The most in a yeah, season yeah, for the yeah. team. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I got the, I, I got the question wrong from the, from the, from the get-go, so – all right, Pierre. You got two. You got two attempts. I only have sixteen points. Look, Pierre. I mean, just stop the game. Well, I said, no, you do. You do. Uh, you do. You do have more than sixteen points. Okay, you're at, so Pierre. You're at, obviously, well, yeah, Pierre has more already. <laughs> yeah, so cut, cut, cut the tape. Hold on, hold on. Let me just guess this. I'm curious. Unless, unless you want to make an interesting Pierre and uh, loan a strike to to Malcolm. 
if you want to make this interesting. This is hard. Okay, hold up. You guys, like, um, you guys should know this. TJ Hawkinson? No. One more guess. I feel like I know this guy. You guys should know this one. Like, at least one of them. Like, I'm shocked you guys haven't said this one yet. I can't What was that dude's fucking name, bro? That big ass tight end, what was his fucking name? Tight end? Are you talking about tight ends? Yeah, we'll throw a ball tight ends in Detroit. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of a Lions legend tight end. I forgot his name. Talking about the one from the 1940. You're thinking of Charlie Sanders, not Charlie Sanders. Yeah, you're thinking Sanders? of. Oh, it's not Charlie Sanders. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, we don't, we don't throw the ball tight end. All right, let's go with. We said it wasn't Marvin. You let's said, go with you someone. Said you said Calvin Johnson. I mean, there's nobody else. All right, la- you got five seconds here. <laughs> Johnny Morgan. Johnny Morgan? No. Uh, hold what? up, hold up. Like, five seconds, you five said? Five seconds. Here. So, when Calvin le- It wasn't named Burleson. I mean, no, it not wasn't Anquan Bolden. It's not it wasn't Anquan Bolden. No, it's not, it can't be Bolden. It can't be Bolden. It can't be Bolden. 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 Hold up. Theo, Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick is not on this list either. <laughs> How about Anquan Bolden number six, though? If you guys believe that or not. <laughs> oh. Yes. But he only was here for a year, right? But, but, I mean, but yeah, he touched on it. All right, you guys want to know? Yeah, yeah, Kenny Galladay with 11 touchdowns in 2019. And number five was Brett Perriman. He had nine touchdowns. Oh, oh, I knew all both of these. I told you, I'm going to know these. I feel stupid. But yeah, no, Anquan Bolden actually had a season with eight touchdowns with the Lions. So he, he is the number six Lion. And didn't Theo Riddick have him with like six or seven? Yeah, he had, he had a good touchdown season with us. But you know what? I blame Giants fans for that because. um. The Giants fans pretty much made me try to forget Kenny Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's he at right home. now? Is he a free agent? Yeah, or is he's he still not signed yet. He's still not signed. Yeah, it's Giants fans' fault. Like they, they, they really brainwashed me. Like, look, you need to forget Kenny Gallagher. Like he ever existed. Like he, be, you got to forget everything he did. Yeah, and you also guessed Johnny Morton and Roy Williams. Those guys both had eight touchdowns each, so they would have been number six too. I would have gave that to you if we were doing six, but we only did five. So. Okay. You were close with, with those two. But, yeah, Galladay um, was number three with 11 touchdowns in 2019. And then Brett Perriman. What about, what about uh, Golden Tate? What did he have? Uh, Golden Tate. Honestly, never uh, – let me try to tell you right now. Golden Tate's most as a lion. Uh, wow. I should have had this pulled up. Uh, the most he's ever had as a lion as far as touchdowns in a season was – Six in 2015. So, you know, a couple touchdowns off from these guys. So, bro, I was thinking of the receiver with fucking Jones and Tay. I'm like, who was the other guy? I was like, can't be Bolden. I was like, shit, I forgot all about God. Like, Galdi was, I wasn't even thinking about so, it. I'm, I'm just an idiot. I, I got the whole question wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take an L from the start. Like, you, you get the question wrong. It was like, there was no, there was no chance. Yeah. Well, if you guys were wondering about the score, Peter did win 22 to 17. So, you know, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to rub it in. God damn. Yeah, let's... He won. It is what it is. <laughs> well, can you can you play that tape back from the beginning that, that I said? Play it back, please. Yeah, you did. He said you were very confident. And then, can, can you can you also play the All I Do is Win by you DJ Carroll? You were very you. confident. So, thank you. All right, boys. Uh, this was very fun. Um, 
they don't want. I thought they think you guys did a solid job. You guys almost clued. You guys clued the board on one of them. Honestly, the one I was shocked you guys cleared the board one was I, I did not think you guys were going to clear the board on the followers one. I thought you guys would clear the board on the other two, but you guys. That was easy, the followers yeah, one. You just thought of guys who are like popular on the yeah, team. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would know that, honestly. I don't think I'd be good with the followers one. So. Um. Okay, well, that is a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed this jam-packed episode. We talked some Denzel Mims. We talked to Michael Badgley. We did this little game show. If you guys like it, I mean, I don't mind. We can do more of this. It was fun. I liked being the host of it. It was cool seeing you guys go back and forth and, you know, who could answer these questions. But um, that's all I got. If you guys could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it is always much appreciated. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.